We don't know. Uh, I believe we're on the air right now, but I'm not sure. It's news to us. Hello, everybody. It's the week of August 9th, 2021. A lot to talk about, as always. Uh, Jason, what do we have? We have so many things to talk about. Yeah, but uh, they're all not the greatest things in the world, but it's <laughs> things yeah. you need to know about. That's a great way to sell the show. It's not going to be that great, but hang out. No, for no, no. I did not say that. I said oh. the news topics aren't the best, but what? there are things that you need to know. <laughs> Why don't the- you just let me get it out first before you knock it? You don't even let me l- l- sell it. <laughs> I am the ultimate salesman. <laughs> Uh, the news topics aren't the best, but they're the, the best we can do because they're the news. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Um, well, no, because sometimes we can't get all fluff for the news. Yeah. Sometimes so it has you're to saying be real. They're depressing stories. They're depressing. You know. <laughs> okay. they're, they're, they're downers for sure. Uh, all right. So that depressing news <laughs> stories. And then um, <laughs> we're going to talk to the guitarist of, the, the toadies, the toadies. Remember the toadies? Yeah. Yeah. They're celebrating the 25th anniversary of their, their hit album. So they're going to oh come on. Oh my God. And uh, what? Are you kidding me? 25 years? 25 years. Does that mean? And they're excited like to, <laughs> what? I can't right? hear Katie. Is her mic on? But uh, yeah, 25 years. Um, I don't is know. That, is that, does that mean they're classic rock now? I don't know. We could ask him that question, I guess. Is that rude to ask that question? I don't think so. I mean, 25 years, like you have to be proud of that, right? I think you do have to be proud of that 25 years, right? Yeah. But I think there's a certain time frame when it becomes classic rock. Um, what, what, uh, yeah. How, how long does it have to be to become classic rock? 20 years? 20, 25 years? I don't know. But yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you guys know this song, right? This is, uh, their big famous song. Can you hear that on your end? I have no idea. Yeah. You can't, okay. Yeah, we're doing the show a little bit different. More in a second. But yeah, there's this song. We'll talk to the Toadies and more and all the depressing stuff too. Hmm. All right, it's news to us. Uh, of course, we have Katie here as well. I couldn't hear her a second ago. I hope her mic is on. Hello. Oh, there we go. Yay. Yay, I'm here. We're Hello. just uh, shaking out our uh, equipment here. We haven't been uh, remote yeah. for a while. Shaking off Sorry. the cobwebs. I'm in. Sorry about it. <laughs> I'm in the Adobe head HQ in Los Angeles. You guys are in Denver. Yep. <laughs> uh, All by ourselves. Yeah, yeah. But here we are. I, I and I don't, it, uh, barely made it on the air. Like literally, barely made it on the air this week. Which is so weird because you're in the headquarters of Adobe. You would think it would be like that. Yeah, but we we tore up the whole studio, which was really smart to do before a live show, because right. we're rewiring stuff. So uh, it's all it's all the, you should see it in here. You can't see it in this angle, but it's, I'm like I can't even walk around in here. There's so many things without tripping. <laughs> yeah, tripping a wire. I yeah. mean, this is one thing that's happened like during COVID, right? Like people are working from home now, so like yeah, studios aren't are going left unused, and I mean yeah. You know, yeah, this is a perfect example. Like when we start returning to normal, if we do, you know, this is things we that do. we have to to get through. If we do, you don't think we we're gonna re- get back to normal? Uh, I think the normal that we knew before COVID will not be 
returning. Yeah. It'll be normal ish. Yeah. <laughs> there will be a lot more working from home, I think. We'll be seventy yeah. percent back to normal, is yeah. my prediction. Yeah. Some um, people like it, other people hate it. You know, I don't know. Well, let's uh I guess let's jump right in here. Assuming that we're on the air. I don't know, but um Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> just well, real quick though, yeah. are you doing the first show live in the studio? Is this the first live show in studio since COVID? No, no, Fish does his show from here. Oh, so we blame all this on Fish. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. We can blame it all on Fish. That's why sure. it's in shambles. Yep. It's all Fish's fault. I mean, I um, respect Fish, but come on, man. Yeah. Clean up. Come on, man. But yeah, so uh, Dirty Deets. I don't have our little Dirty Deets thing because I'm in a different studio. So Dirty Deets. An in-depth look <laughs> at this week's most important stories. Uh, and what is ha- Wait, what yeah. is happening to our show right now? You leave the state and we just fall apart. It's supposed yeah. to be easier, man. I know. Well, good news is we're good to go for next week. How about that? <laughs> this week is just a total shit show. So I'm just warning everybody. Right, so we're going to shake this out. We're, yeah. This is a test run. It we're going to need a new soundboard of you doing the dirty sound. Andrew Cuomo, he's a bit of a slime ball. He's a little bit of a creep. And uh, Biden said that he should resign. The governor of New York, he said, uh, step down already. Yeah, I mean a lot of uh, a lot of uh, women are leader, him. Uh, yeah. uh, Pelosi and Schumer have both said that he needs to step down. But yeah, Governor Cuomo, uh, you know he's a slime ball. It's a matter of opinion, but I think it's that's, based what, in that's fact. what you have here in the headline. That's what you wrote. Yeah, that's my opinion. <laughs> I thought I it mean, was a fact because right? he had it right here in the headline. Yeah. So what is he? What is he accused of doing? Uh, like uh, so last, sexual last harassment. Week, Last Tuesday, uh, New York Attorney General Letitia James uh, came out and said that uh, they concluded their investigation uh, regarding Governor Cuomo and that they found that he had sexually harassed multiple women and violated state law. It was a pretty damning uh, news conference. What's the violation of state law? I'm not familiar with that. Uh, He uh, did inappropriateness with women in the state capitol. And that's the law he broke? Um, allegedly. Oh, well, what do you mean he did inappropriateness? Do you know what? Uh, he uh, said <laughs> had made sexual comments, uh, created a, oh. a workplace that was uh, detrimental to you oh. know, women, essentially. Okay, got it. So, yeah, and it's a shame because uh, everybody was saying he was doing such a great job with the COVID response, and now he turns out to be a I creep. think he... I think he started his uh, slime ballness when he brought, uh, came out with a book last fall saying how how to be a leader in COVID times. Uh, why? That book? why? Why was that the beginning of his slime ballness? Because we weren't through COVID yet. And he knew oh. damn well that his office underreported nursing home deaths. Oh, and the yeah. State Attorney yeah. General's investigating if he used public resources to write his book now. What? Like he's under multiple investigations. The guy needs to go. Yeah, this guy really turned out to be kind of a. It's disappointing. It really is. But um, when you look at Donald Trump, though, and all of the uh, the allegations against him, is it really any worse? 
And he, he didn't step down after multiple, what was it, like 60 to 70 women accused him of sexual oh. misconduct? But we can't play that game. We can't be like, oh, well, Donald Trump did it, so, well, somebody else can do it. No, fuck that. Donald Trump did it. It should never happen again. Like, it shouldn't have happened once to begin with. Like... Cuomo did it. It shouldn't happen. Like you should. Yeah. yeah if you like, do something I, wrong, you should be held accountable, Eddie. I, I agree. Exactly. I agree. I just hate how there's this double standard. If Republicans can there's get away not. with it, well, Republicans will turn a blind eye, and they'll be like, "Oh, we don't oh, care." Yeah, they totally. Yeah, but are care. you Republican? Like, no. <laughs> but like, if Andrew Cuomo, like, if he was like doing a good job, I don't. Even no. Then we couldn't turn a blind eye. But like, he's a. Like he sucks anyways. What about okay, okay, so what about Bill Clinton? Slimeball. Slimeball, he should have been removed from office. He didn't sexually harass her. He wasn't doing like anything that she didn't want him to do. (laughs) You don't think she was uh like, oh, I have to give this guy a blowjob or I'm going to lose my job? Whoa. No, I don't think so at all. No, you think she wanted to give Bill Clinton a blowjob in the Oval Office? Uh, I do. Yeah, she was kind of in love with him. She was kind of a mm. willing participant. Right. I mean, the you know, there, there's some clout when it comes to the Oval Office. Like, imagine, like, I can give a blowy in a, the Oval Office. Is, is that a fantasy of yours? What just happened? What's oh, going on? What do you mean? Up on a we can't oh, hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Something popped up here and then. No, I think Monica Lewinsky, I think what happened to her after, like as far as press and everything that went on after that, how she got bad press and Bill Clinton didn't, I think that was really unfair. But like, I don't think that. I think that she was a full on 100% willing participant. Like I think she yeah. made a bad decision and I think that Bill Clinton made a bad decision too. But I think that when two adults make a bad decision behind closed doors together, as long as it's not hurting anybody else, that's their business. Like, right. And so these know. allegations so against Cuomo are different because unwanted sexual advances. That's the, uh, that's the allegation. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, investigation found that, like, there was credible allegations regarding his, uh, like, his inappropriate touching of women. Like, he would come in for a hug and then grab their butt. Oh wow! Or, what a know, real creeper! You know, or bring up a, you know, kind of like advance, like, like ask him if they've ever cheated on their husband before. Or, wow! Like running his fingers down their back or their stomach or like how does weird shit oh that's so weird how does a guy even think that that's okay like ever and especially in 2021 like what the hell is wrong with this well if you're a slime ball you don't really think that way eddie so obviously you're not a slime ball well he's he's i guess he's gotten uh away with it a lot um i would say you know if 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 it's like if this kind of behavior is something he does without even really uh, thinking twice about it, you really have to wonder. I mean, I've seen stories where like women have like the reports have been like, like he did this and then he just, they tell him no, or like brush him away. And like, he just moves along about his day. Like doesn't acknowledge anything happened. Doesn't apologize. Just like, Oh, she turned me down. Bye. Like walks Mm -hmm. out. Like, I think that, 
maybe in his mind, he doesn't think what he's doing is inappropriate when it, it really is. I don't know. I, it, it's wrong. And he's a monster. It's wrong. So is he going to step down? Is he, no. why, why is he, I don't, he's digging his heels in. Do you think that's because of what we've seen with Donald Trump and other Republicans and pedophile Matt Gates alleged? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> alleged pedophile. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, there's reports that came out today uh, as, uh, that said that his top aides over the weekend were trying to tell him to like, you need to resign. You and can't get his, out of this, his man. His top aides resigned today. Yeah, one of his mm-hmm. top aides, like she can't do it anymore. She said the last two years have been miserable because of him. Wow. Like the, the, the environment that he's created is toxic. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what it will. Well, I guess we'll see what Which happens. is really strange because yeah. you brought it up. I mean, at the beginning of the pandemic, because we didn't have, uh, you know, a president that was doing anything uh, to, like, try to reassure Americans, like, we all looked to Cuomo and his press conferences, like, I know I did, like, hey, yeah. at least there's a leader, like, trying to do something, like, about what we're going through. No, I think a lot of people right. in the country looked to him as, like, oh, look, a... a leader in what should be happening and right. we've been betrayed yeah. yeah yeah he offered the only sense of leadership that we had at that at that point right um, he filled the void yeah all right meanwhile he was doing inappropriateness behind the scenes inappropriateness mm. he was doing doing that inappropriateness all right hmm. yeah uh real slime ball that guy well this was uh really weird you know you're on an airplane and the pilot comes on and talks about various things we're 30 minutes to our destination uh, if you look to the right the grand canyon but this uh, particular airline pilot on this uh, american airlines flight he got on the pa system to tell passengers about his struggle with his sexuality and the abuse he endured as a young boy Whoa. That was his message to the uh, the passengers on this flight. Here he is. I was raped or molested as a young boy. It does not matter if, whether it was... You can go ahead and go if you need to. It does not matter whether it was a family member or friend or stranger. It happened and I was um, left to deal with it alone. Though I was raised by Christians in the church, I never felt like I could share that with anyone. I screamed to God every night that he would take away my sins and thoughts and resulting homosexual tendencies. Oh my what? God. What? What is he thinking? Like he's, it just, wasn't even like when they were landing, like he no. did it when they were like offloading, like yeah, they were like, getting off the plane. Do you think, I don't know. Did he, do you think like maybe he thought he was talking to his therapist on better help and he got confused? What is that? No, like, no, no, like, no. Because he said, if you need to go, that's fine. Oh, he did. Like, yeah. he knew he was addressing the, the cabin. And it's, he's, he sounded so casual. Like, he, do you think he did that on other flights too? Is this something he does with every that flight? Was like a lie. And he was like dared to do that or something. No way. Um, I mean, who cares? Like, maybe he's like so comfortable and like he's. Gotten so much help through BetterHelp or you know something that, but like he's like you know what we need we need we need more people to say hey, you think that it's glamorous to be a pilot, but I've struggled too, and it's okay if you struggle too. It's so glamorous to be. What was going on there? Um, I don't think that's what. Wait, wait, pilots aren't glamorous. That's a glamorous job, no? I don't. No, no, it's really a hard job. I um, yeah, it's rough. um, People look up. Kids look up to that. 
No, no one else does. No, just kidding. I mean, it's it's hard work. It's hard work. It's hard work. Um, but I didn't say it wasn't hard. Apparently, this guy he wasn't actually flying the plane, but he's a pilot and he was off duty at the time. And he asked the crew if he could make an announcement at the end of the flight. What? <laughs> oh, what? Somebody got fired over that one. So he wasn't even working. He wasn't you even working. I think the crew's the just standing there, like, what? Yeah, like why a- didn't they take it from him? Like the guy. Uh, he's not working at the time. It's not like he's the boss in charge. He's just like basically a rando. He doesn't sound drunk. No, he doesn't. Uh, yeah, he sounds he like sounds sober. Yeah, yeah. But that's bizarre, <laughs> isn't it? Super bizarre. I mean, the world is bizarre know. right now. Like, I don't know if you've been in public, but people are being weird. And who yeah. wants who wants to hear that? I mean, like. Not that you shouldn't feel like right? you can't share that with somebody, but why Why does he think that he can just openly talk about that in public with people who are just sitting there on their flight? Dude, like, that's, that's upsetting like heavy to, to a lot carry of people. from, like, your best friend or something. Like, right. Yeah. Like, you don't want to take that from some random person. Like, Then what do you do? Do you console the guy when you get off the flight? Thank you for no, you fl- that. No, you that take your so phone great. out and record it. <laughs> right. And then you like, end up on it. Obviously, someone us. did. And you're famous after you're on this show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, like, if you were a passenger, what would you do? I would, like, want to get off the plane as soon as I could. Right, I'd run. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'd get the hell off that plane. Yeah. Well, especially, like, if you have, like, kids, like, that's got to yeah. be super weird. Super like, weird. Covering yeah. your little kid's ears or something. Like, hello. So, yeah, like, inappropriate. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, it uh, looks like masks are back. Speaking of planes, I mean, you have to wear a mask on a plane, and now uh, that that never stopped though. Um, that that's been going on since the beginning of the pandemic, but now some stores are asking customers to start wearing masks again. Yeah, that? so you have um, oh. uh, businesses, small and large, um, that are starting to reinstitute mask mandates. McDonald's and Home Depot um, are reinstituting Sorry. their uh, masks, um, so you have to wear a mask indoors. Because of the Delta variant, everyone is afraid of the Delta variant. And uh, new research shows that even if you're vaccinated, you could be spreading the Delta variant. You can you can um, carry just as much virus in your nasal passage as a n- unvaccinated person. Oh, really? Yeah. Let me look up those yeah. nostrils and see if you have any COVID up there. <sighs> but, I mean, so this is my thing. Like, the CDC back in the spring, back in May, they said vaccinated people don't need to wear masks. Like I thought it was a little premature. I felt that way. And I I've continued to wear a mask throughout the summer. And now we're, it's going to be a harder transition for people that have been going uh, without their mat who are have their vaccine. Um, and we're going to ask them to put their mask back on. That's going to be a harder transition for them. Yeah. But I also feel like people who got their vaccines, are people who actually care. So, I mean, yeah, it's a big ass bummer, but like, whatever, they're yeah. just going to do it because that's, they that's, know they have to. I agree. Yeah. I think if anything, it's like a little bit of a bummer, but you know, you, you do it. And, um, we, yeah, like, we, we, we've been wearing masks. All we just of us do on what we show. have to do. Cause we have to do it. Yeah. The problem is all these other people who just won't wear a mask, won't get a vaccine, won't do anything, and 
like now, like, what do we do at like the rest of us as a country? Like what, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. I know everybody needs to get responsible and get the vaccine. If you haven't yet, um, they're saying now that 50% of all of Americans are vaccinated. And, or at least one um, shot. Okay. And now we're, now we're seeing a lot of companies require the vaccine. And as soon as it becomes FDA approved, you're going to see even more of that. And uh, I just I, saw that um, the U.S. government, the Pentagon's going to require all soldiers be vaccinated by middle of September. Good. Oh, yeah, I saw that, too. And, th- and just breaking news, I just got this in my inbox just a second ago from United Airlines saying that they're going to require all their employees to get vaccinated. Excellent. Um, yeah, so that means instead- other airlines will get on board, too. So we have uh, governors in GOP states like Florida and Texas that are saying you, you know, they're blocking local communities and uh, government leaders from in- instituting mask mandates to where businesses are going to require their employees to to vaccinate. Like, like we are sw- It's it's like capitalists for the vaccine now, right? Like businesses, we're relying on businesses to set public health orders basically well businesses, which is blo- it was blowing my mind like isn't our government supposed to protect us well and businesses are like we kind of have to because we're never going to get an economy back if we don't yeah yeah they i think that i think you're right they they don't want to lose money they saw how terrible it was with the lockdown at the start of this and if we have yeah, to do that like, again that's billions and billions and billions of dollars lost in the economy. But shouldn't the government be thinking that too? Like um I I mean the government yeah. so uh, uh in in Denver they're requiring that everybody gets vaccinated. Do you guys I, sure yeah. about this? But that, that's but an example is, of the like, government stepping up. They're saying literally everybody in Denver has to get vaccinated. Yes, that is. Really? But yeah. in states like Florida and Texas and Mississippi and Arkansas and Alabama like are they doing that like so so city of Denver is saying everybody in city of Denver like employed there or everybody that lives there anybody who works in uh the city everybody yeah anybody who works in the city has to be vaccinated it doesn't matter okay. if it's a government job or a or a private job oh wow yeah so if you live in Littleton and work in Denver, you have to get vaccinated. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, and interesting. If, if they're um, and they were asking like, how are you going to enforce this? How are you going to make make it so everybody gets the vaccine? And they're saying like, we're just going to focus on getting people to comply, and then we'll, we'll cross that road when we get there. So I'm not sure what the uh, consequences, but it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And I think that's like that's the most aggressive news. thing I've heard as. Yeah. Are any other cities doing that? Uh, mandating that the, everyone who works in the city get vaccinated? I don't think so. Yeah, that's. Are that's you sure it's not city workers? Because I think I read it was city employees. I was well. I uh, was watching the press conference live, and they were talking about private businesses. Hmm. I, I didn't. Really I didn't. Cool. I didn't. Re- I didn't was read that today? There. No, this is like uh, like end of last week. Gotcha. But we'll we'll need to look into that more. But I hope that more uh, more cities jump on that. Well, I did bring uh, up that um, Texas, the governor there, has blocked uh, local communities from mandating masks. Well, a school district in uh, Dallas is implementing mask mandates, and they're defying the order from the governor, mm. which I applaud. Wow, because we are seeing more and more children 
who are under 12 and can't be vaccinated are starting to catch COVID and yeah. like serious illness is happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still scary. It's still out there. And, um, it's more soon. contagious and it's deadlier now than it was 18 months ago when this all started. And this is yep. affecting much younger people. This is also, this is attacking yeah, a younger generation. So Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's scary. Especially you guys have a young kid, so um yeah, and Yeah, she can't get vaccinated yet. Hopefully soon. Um Yeah, we're they're months out for that. So this is a, a complete anecdote, but playing call of duty over the weekend. And this guy was on with us and he said that he has COVID and he's vaccinated and he caught COVID. He got, yeah, so Delta did he feel bad or did, yeah, he, did he just have it? He said it felt like a mild flu, but yeah, still got it. I mean, uh, and I've heard, I've read that you can get long haul symptoms that are pretty like, life-changing yeah you can even vaccinated when you're vaccinated mm. including erectile dysfunction shit yeah so mask up vaccinate <laughs> um, we'll be right back on its news to us our guest is the guitarist of toadies his name is clark voliger wait vogler vogler excuse me clark vogler that's how you say his name right yeah Okay. I guess you can ask him. Uh, that's uh, what a horrible first question. How do you say your name? <laughs> uh, uh, who, who are you again? And how do you say your name? No, uh, the Toadies are celebrating the uh, 25th anniversary of their uh, Rubberneck album, and the Toadies are uh, excited to get back on the road because of COVID, and they did this whole mask uh, initiative too. So there's a lot to talk about there with them, or related to all of this. But uh, we will be right back on its news to us. Do not go anywhere. Well, uh, let's bring in our guest here. Very excited. <laughs> Toadies are celebrating the uh, 25th anniversary of their debut album, Rubberneck. And we have Clark from the band. He's the guitarist, and he's uh, joining us right now. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys Hi. doing? Nice to see you. Nice to see yeah, you, too. Thanks for uh, jumping on here. Uh, you guys sent over some coffee. That was really good by the way. It actually is really good. We got it from a roaster who knows what he's doing. Yeah, we'll have to talk a little bit about that, uh, of course, but uh, 25th, actually, it's like the 27th anniversary of Rubberneck, right? Yeah. That's yeah, it's crazy. been uh, 25 plus some. Wow. Uh, can you believe that it's been that long? I mean, that's got to be, like, really weird to think about. I mean, I, that you know, time is just flying faster and faster. You can't even get your head around it these days. Yeah. Especially since the pandemic. Time just, like, has taken a different course. And you guys haven't been able to play a show since before the pandemic, obviously. I think your last show was in 2019. Um, and yep, uh, right at the end. Wow. Are you, um, are you, are you a little bit nervous at all about getting on stage after, after not playing since 2019? Do you mean uh, as far as like our, our ability to play or considering the current situation? Which uh, I guess your ability to play and considering the uh, current situation, I guess, could be a separate question. But sure, are sure. you feeling a little bit rusty um, at all? Pardon? Do you feel rusty? Uh, I, you know, when I first picked up the guitar and started playing Tony's songs again about three months ago, I felt very rusty. Uh, but, you know, the hands do a little more each day. And I started I had this trick where I go on to YouTube and I hit play on a rubberneck song 
one of the fast ones like Mr. Love, and you can go down in the corner and slow the speed down to 75% and then play along with it and get it right. You know, do that for a few days, and then you come back and you speed it up to 100%, and your hands have to catch up again. But they work their way into it. So at this point, I feel like my hands have mostly caught up. It'll be good to play in the room with the guys again, but I, I definitely felt rusty at the beginning. It was a little scary, a little nerve-wracking. The hands just wouldn't do what I needed them to do. Oh, man. Is it different when you actually play with them, though? Like, you get more in a vibe? Absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I think we all, you know, there's a little, there's a, like, subtle push and pull when you're in the room playing with actual humans. When you're playing along with a record, you know, it's going to be exactly the same every time. But when you have musicians who can kind of feed off one another and play off one another, it's a little easier and actually a lot more satisfying. What uh, so uh, on the video? I'm seeing all this equipment behind you that looks like um, a lot of like old school analog recording equipment. Either that, or it's like a really big ham radio or CB radio or something. You're talking to there is some radio in there, but that's a bunch of synthesizer <laughs> stuff. But I also got some keyboards. I got some drums. My guitars are over there. Like pretty much, you know, being locked down for a year and a half has been me in this room playing music by myself. It's really the stuff that saved my life. It's been great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's been hard to uh, to just go through all of this for everybody. So it looks like you've been creative with your time. That's that's good. And uh, we did mention uh, at the start about maybe having a little bit of nerves getting on the road and touring. Are you worried at all about, uh, you know, just your safety, uh, your the, the band members' safety? We've seen stories pop up like Foo Fighters, uh, somebody in uh, the Foo Fighters organization got covid during their touring and um how are you how are you feeling about it sure i'm sure every performer i'm sure most performers are nervous about it uh we're kind of waiting to see how the industry starts to kind of settle into uh, a, a rhythm of protecting the fans the artists the workers at the venue and the crew and everybody involved as much as they can there's a lot a lot of uh policies being updated and a lot of procedures put in place and we don't yet know where all the venues are going to land. So it's certainly nerve wracking to think if I had to go out today and be in a room with, you know, a thousand or 700 or however many screaming people, because that's the thing is when you play a song they like, then they scream at you for 20, 30 seconds after that song, every song. Right. Um, and when you got a room full of that, sure, you know, it's, it's nerve wracking. So uh, I, I hope that it's, you know, the industry finds a way to do it safely soon so that we can all get back to it. Um, but, you know, as much as anything, like we, I know the fans want to see some music uh, live and I know the artists want to play. So we just got to find a way to do that safely. And I don't think that any artist should put themselves in a situation where they don't feel completely safe because you won't be able to give a good show. The fans probably won't feel safe and we just got to find a way to do that. And hopefully that's, you know, happening now and, and soon. You guys, uh, I saw, are requiring vaccine. All the attendees have to be vaccinated, correct, in order to get into the show? No, I see that no. On Instagram? There's, th there's three venues oh. that so far have put policies in place, and those three venues okay. vary a little bit. Each of them require either a vaccine, uh, proof of vaccine, or a negative test within 72 hours, um, and they're offering refunds. But those are three of the biggest venues in the country, First Avenue in Minneapolis. Okay. Chicago Metro, Tipitina's in New Orleans. And they're starting, you know, this is starting to filter out into the industry. And that's certainly one way of making 
the situation uh, safer and minimizing risk. I'd like to see more of that personally. How hard is it that you have all these different venues doing their own thing, basically? Um, I mean, how hard is it for you to like to navigate um, through this? And you, you said three venues so far requiring vaccination or a proof of uh, negative tests. Like, wouldn't it be easier if there was some sort of standard that all venues have to adhere to? Absolutely. And that would be that would be a dream come true. And that would make this situation a thousand times better. Unfortunately, you've got a bunch of states where governors have passed rules to block policy like that. And that may mean that those states don't get concerts for a while. Um, and I think that's I, I, I would have a hard time going into a state where they can't require anything at the door and no mask protection, nothing to protect anybody. Um, that's just not a place I want to go. I want to go be right now. Right. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I, I mean, um, well, you guys uh, also uh, at the start of the pandemic, I, I saw you guys were giving out masks and it had a lyric on there from Possum Kingdom. Do you want to die? Yeah. Uh, right there on the front. <laughs> um, you guys we, actually we, sent some over it. I was I, I got a few dirty looks wearing that thing, but it was it's pretty cool mask because it. I mean, do you want to die? Yeah. You don't wear your mask. You don't get vaccinated. You're probably going to die. No, well, not you're probably. Sends a clear message. We, you know, we keep <laughs> no. selling out of those. We just decided today to print more because. Oh wow. Masks are back. Yeah, they are. They are. Whose idea was that to put that on the mask? It really is a pretty bold statement. Yeah, <laughs> it was either our bass player Donnie or our manager Tammy. Each of them are devious and sharp enough to come up with that. <laughs> Have you worn yours out in public? I don't. You know, I have got a thing where I I wear. Toady shirts at home if they're comfortable, but I don't like to wear them out <laughs> yeah. in public. That's just, yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah, we wear we wear our own logos all the time, though. We don't care. We have no, we have, <laughs> we have no shame. No shame at all. Um, so, yeah, 25th anniversary of Rubberneck, and the tour kicks off on the 15th in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Is there a a date on this it's a pretty big tour too is there a, a stop that you're looking forward to the most which i know you don't want to make make any fans angry by so oh, no 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 <laughs> i mean there's a couple, couple there's a few venues where we always have a good time uh chicago metro's one first avenue in minneapolis uh showbox theater in, in seattle is i mean the kids there they just go nuts for a rock show as soon as you start playing the crowd surfing they're just going the energy is just you know they are they are rocking out like it's still 1992 there, um, and it's it's always fun. In fact, last time we went to Seattle, it wasn't the Showbox Theater, but a smaller venue because the Showbox was full, and it was the 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 scare the most afraid I have ever been on stage because the crowd was so rowdy. I kind of just stayed at the back of the stage and kept my eyes on the trash cans that were coming towards the stage and the people and the beers that were flying. It was oh, man. total mayhem. It's really fun, but it's scary while it was happening. Have you ever had a um, fan rush on the stage uh, or anything like that happen to the point where you fear for your own safety? Uh, not specifically. I mean, you know, after uh, to be to speak seriously, you know, after Dimebag Daryl was, oh, yeah. was, was killed on stage, then, you know, anytime you, if you're a musician, you go out, you know, you're kind of aware that anything could happen out there. So you do get, you know, it's different in 95 if people were jumping all over the stage. It's kind of like, hey, I'm in a band that people, uh, you know, 
get excited for. So that's fun. But this day and age, you kind of, you know, you got to kind of like keep your eyes open to what's going on in the room now. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. But, you know, 99% of the time, it's, it's just the best experience you, a person could have is being up there, being involved in making a sound that is making so many people excited. It's kind of just indescribable unless you can be up there and, and, and feel it yourself. I hope you guys get a chance to or have, have had a chance to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, Chris has uh, with the cat there. He he was in a band for a while. But I mean, I think it's like everybody's dream to be a rock star. So we live vicariously through you. Well, uh, um, I hope you guys, uh, it's not too late to start a band. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Might be too an instrument. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, well, to learn. When did you start playing guitar? I started playing when I was like nine or 10. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I played a lot when I was a kid. I just wanted, you know, like I feel like my family life went like that, and I was like, guitar is the answer for me, and so yeah. I just dove into it. Oh, that's 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 good. You found a creative uh, outlet like that. Uh, do you think yeah. they, they, there's like uh, an age where it's too late to learn to play guitar? I really don't. I, I don't. I mean, guitar's hard. It's not the like easiest instrument to jump right into like a piano you know you could sit down and kind of you know make music immediately guitar takes a little while to do it but i think if you've got function in your hands then it's never too late and the, you know there's been a lot of neuroscience in recent years that shows people who play music and learn music keeps their brain sharp it keeps neural passages open that otherwise might shut down oh wow and so i'd actually encourage any anybody of any age to pick it up and kind of put that in their life. It'll make them happier, but also like it might help you be sharp or, or even potentially live longer. Would uh, you recommend cool. someone um, doing like guitar lessons or just pick up a guitar and start playing around with it? I mean, I, if you, if you're, if you're, uh, I, you know, really what I would recommend is like picking up a guitar or any instrument and going to YouTube and going, this instrument beginner lesson because there are hundreds and hundreds of really good lessons for all kinds of stuff on YouTube. I've learned, I've learned guitar, I've learned drums, I've learned keyboards, everything. There's so many generous people spending their time teaching other people music on YouTube alone that that is a great start. And I'd say if somebody, you know, picked up an instrument and got a little ways in doing that, then probably a, a in-person teacher would uh, take them to the next level. I've tried the YouTube uh, lessons here and there. It's it's pretty fun, but I I, hit, I definitely hit a wall with it. I think there does there is a point where you need to have a live person there. I think so too. They could be yeah. like, "You're doing this a little wrong. Maybe this will help better." But um, I mean, you're a perfect candidate now to go, you know when when it's safe to you to go go take it to that next level with an in person teacher. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll have to see if you recommend anybody. <laughs> All I know is a bunch of YouTube guys who taught me stuff. <laughs> okay. That's cool. You're still learning stuff on YouTube. Uh, uh, do you ever hear something that, that you uh, that you can't quite pick up and you have to, I mean, it sounds like you sometimes need a lesson yourself, even though you've been doing it for so long. Yeah. You know what? I mean, even we recorded our last album in 2017 and we did a kind of an unusual cover for us. We did this old, this old song called I Put a Spell on You. People know lots of different versions of it. But in the studio, we had these the saxophone player and this great organist come in and do these great parts. But live, I have to do it. And so I was on tour and I realized that I needed to play a solo that night. And I was kind of like exhausted. I went on YouTube and found this great teacher who was teaching this one style from this one guitar player that I really liked. 
and wanted to kind of take from for this solo. And I watched his two lessons on this guy. And I wrote a solo that day or that, that week. And, um, and, and actually having watched this guy and, and doing this for this solo really inspired me to dive further into YouTube and re-inspired my kind of uh, uh, love for learning guitar all over again in a way that I haven't been doing in a long time. So that's great. It's, it's amazing what's out there. That's cool that after doing something for so long, you can still learn more about it and change things up. Well, it helps because yeah. I never got that good as a kid. <laughs> um, I was wondering your opinion on this before we let you go here. So uh, you probably saw on the news that the drummer of The Offspring was kicked out of the band because he refused to get vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, do you think that that's fair? I mean, uh, what are what's the policy you have in Toadies? Uh, is everybody vaccinated? And do you think that it was a good move with The Offspring organization? You know, I do, especially when you consider that Dexter Holland, the lead singer of that band, he's a neuro, I'm sorry, He's a PhD in biology with a history of focus on virology. Oh, wow. So, so he totally knows what the, what's going on. And I understand that that was the one person in their whole organization that was unvaccinated. So I don't, I mean, I fully understand and support that move. And I'm really pleased to announce that everybody in our whole organization, band, crew, management, we are all vaccinated and got vaccinated the first cho first opportunity oh great that's great um well um, i'm glad that you guys will have that layer of protection when you're out there and i uh, hope that you all stay safe on uh, the big tour here to celebrate the 25th anniversary of rubberneck uh of course a lot of uh great this is one of my favorite albums actually i, I haven't listened to it in a while but i remember listening to this one it's one of the albums i'd put in and listen to just uh start to finish over and over and over again um, Excellent. I love Tyler. That's one of my favorite songs on there. But of course, everyone loves Possum Kingdom. That was a big hit. Uh, we, we can play anything off of it as we uh, let you go here. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, obviously Possum Kingdom, the one that everyone knows, and w we could play that. Or if there's another cut on here that you want us to play or a new song for all that or a newer song. Uh, no, no, no. You know, I, I've been, I've, I've, like I said, I've been playing a lot of Rubberneck on guitar lately, and I kind of have a new appreciation for backslider okay i just think that the cool you know i've been kind of tuning into the drums and what the bass are doing and i just think that song uh is, is still kind of revealing its interesting things to me so that's when i'd pitch that you can play out sure yeah we'll play that and uh go see toadies performing the entire album start to finish and uh looking forward to your uh stop and i'll probably come check out the denver date hopefully and uh please do uh thanks for your time and take care Nice to see you guys. Awesome. Thanks for uh, Thank you. Me. Appreciate it. All right. We'll see All you right. later. Bye-bye. Take care. All right. So we're going to uh, play this here. Chris is here now. Hi, Chris. Hey, what's up? What's Hi, going Chris. on? Hi. Um, Sorry. I uh, I just <laughs> ran in the door from my day job, and I'm, you know, <laughs> sweaty and dirty, and uh, uh, like my dogs away. are mad at me because... I mean, I, I took them outside for a second, but I haven't fed them. I'm not paying attention to them. Oh, well. And uh, I still got my work boots on. Here you but, have, uh, I'm you here. Have, you have four minutes, four and a half minutes. We're going to play the song and then hit a break. So you can All right. take off your work boots. <laughs> <laughs> it's news to us. We'll be right back. And in me, nine years old.
news to us on IW radio. Um, okay. So here's an idiot. A, I think we had a, we talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago <clears throat> or something similar. There's this dude that decided to, uh, to climb a 600 foot, uh, skyscraper in Las Vegas to protest something. 600? Oh, 600 foot, uh, ho- hotel. I, I don't know how many stories that is or anything, but that seems big. Is that big? Um, do we know how many stories that is? Uh, 60 plus. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, here he is. I believe this is the right clip. I hope. <laughs> no, that's not the right clip. <laughs> that's not the right one. <laughs> is it? Uh, sorry. They, they don't label these things. Hey, guys. I'm up here on the 600-foot Aria just climbing. Uh, the goal of this is to protest the new mandates in Nevada here and around the country. Uh these new mandates are a threat to our personal freedom and the threat to our civil liberties. And, you know, 15 days has slowly turned into 400 something. And now is the time to draw the line. Yeah. So he climbed that skyscraper to protest the mask mandate. Oh, he's doing the best he can. Uh, did he free, <laughs> did he free climb that or uh, yeah. is he harnessed up? No, he free climbed it. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I mean, what like, is wrong with you? Isn't this like continued Darwinism? I think like if he wants to die one dude, way or another. Yeah. So just imagine if that. he if he falls down onto the strip, like all those innocent people seeing that person splat because he's fucking taking a selfie. Yeah. Well, like yeah. what? What are we doing? I know he's. We could get them better help. What are we doing here? <laughs> How is it that some people don't seem to have a natural fear of heights? Like I know I'm How me and Jason are more people don't seem to have a brain. 
Yeah. But like <laughs> there's this guy and that girl who is hanging off the Burj Dubai with by yeah. like one arm, like yeah. the photographer is just swinging her around and she's just like, da, da, da. I know. I don't get that either. I'm afraid it's of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I maybe not as afraid of heights as Jason or you, Chris. I don't know. Are you really afraid of heights? I Chris, I know Jason is terrified, but I mean, yeah. I'm not yeah. afraid of heights either, but like okay? that's just sheer stupidity. Like that's literally lack of brain cells. Like that's dumb. He's just like yeah. standing there that's holding just dumb. One it arm really one hand on the thing and the other hand he's holding his phone recording this. You're trying to die at that what point. Are you, can he like, make like a you? Facebook group to promote that? Why does he have to climb the side of a building? Yeah, like what what? Right? What? To raise um, awareness. To I mean, we're talking awareness. about it, aren't we? Like, yeah. he did, we're, yeah, but we're not we're talking about him. what he was trying to Buy raise awareness. Buy a truck and troll some liberals. Well, speaking <laughs> of uh, trolling the liberals, the Whitesboro Baptist Church was outside of a uh, Foo Fighters concert because they were, uh, you know, Foo Fighters, um, they require everybody to be vaccinated to go to their shows or they played a show where everybody was supposed to be vaccinated. I don't know. Something like that. Or tested. Yeah. Or tested. Yeah. So, uh, the Whitesboro Baptist church, the racist church, the, that's the God hates F word, um, church. They were outside of a Foo Fighters show and, uh, Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters got in the back of a truck and decided to troll the Whitesboro Baptist church by playing disco music while driving by. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's what happened here. I think it's about love. That's what I think. Love, we're all about love. And you shouldn't be hating. You know what y'all should be doing. You should be dancing. That's great, right? And he's uh, getting on that golf cart to chase him. <laughs> That's their security. Yeah. They just really love the music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the best way to deal with those those people in that church. Yeah. Disco? Yeah, absolutely. Disco. And talking about their mothers. Yeah. Dancing. Yeah. <laughs> but good good for you, Foo Fighters, for doing that. That that's a lot of respect there. I have yeah. a lot of respect for that. Uh Dave Grohl's awesome. Uh, a lot of people have like love Dave Grohl and for good reason. Yeah. For good reason, he's he's a good dude. You don't right. put up with the fuckery. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. What is this? Okay, here you go. Finally, one one last thing. So this is really embarrassing. There's this woman doing a job interview. She's on Zoom with her boss and or or her potential employer rather. So she's doing a job interview on Zoom. And uh, something went wrong with her chair in the middle of the interview. Here's what happened. I'm gonna I'm gonna just hang out with some puppies on the Upper East Side, and uh, then I'll probably go down to Jersey where my uncle lives and stay and hang out with him for a bit. Her chair broke and she fell down. <laughs> Charlotte, you okay? Uh, what happened? Kyle, are you recording this? It is the oh, chair. Bro. Desperately hope so. Yeah, don't worry. It's recorded. So was that stage, do you think? 
No. I, no. <laughs> I don't know. Pretty embarrassing. Would you hire her at that point? I, I mean, her chair broke, whatever. It was hilarious. Yeah, but she, she was laughing. She doesn't Why would you her. ask if you're recording this, though? She's qualified. You know, she. I really like the answer to her questions. And, uh, you know, she has the experience, but her chair broke. So. Yeah. When she needs yeah. a job. Gotta pass. I mean, she doesn't she, do she a daily job a new chair, man. She doesn't do a daily chair inspection before she sits down. I always take out a wrench and get under there, and make sure all the screws are tight. She doesn't do that due diligence. She can't work at this organization. You need to keep a full set of Allen wrenches on hand at all times. That's right. right. I think honestly, that might be one of the most realist interviews ever. Like she, something bad happened. She recovered. Like, that's what you want to see someone in an interview go through. Right. I had to go through a Zoom interview and um, it ran kind of long. And Jason and Kenzie came home and I was like doing this, <laughs> like trying to be like, yeah, waving non- your arm. Yeah, like yeah. waving them away, trying to be like really discreet about it. And they're like, oh, it's okay. Is your family home? And then Rome jumped up on the couch and licked my face. <laughs> and they were like, oh, your dog's so cute. And I think that almost kind of helped me get the job. Oh, really? That's awesome. I yeah. mean, like uh, a- animals, if you can really bring out an animal in a job interview. Yeah. Well, and then the family came the home family. and like, I think I like, you know. It just made you look like you were, uh, yeah, you have you have, you have, have a nice family and uh, you just connect. Person. You're just a normal you connect. person. You're not a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. You're looking to connect. Like interviews yeah. can be so like robotic and like it really is about connection yeah it's all about connecting yeah i'm gonna try that at my next uh in-person interview just bring like my chihuahua along just yeah i'm chris i'm here for the interview and this is my dog i thought you know (laughs) i look pretty good next to him and you know make sure your chair breaks i know a guy that he actually got a job interview or he went to a job interview he ended up getting the job because he brought a gerbil along with him (laughs) Really? And the uh, interviewer thought that was hilarious. Well, I mean, you got to stand out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it could work. It could work. All right. Good. Any final words? Gerbils could also backfire. That's weird. Just saying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think I'd hire someone with a gerbil. (laughs) You wouldn't hire somebody with a gerbil? Why not? We don't recommend taking a gerbil to a job interview. Just throwing that out there. Definitely would raise red flags. Like, uh, what's wrong with this person? Yeah. (laughs) What if I brought my chihuahua? I'd hire you. Um that's that's more tolerable. But a gerbil, eh. Tolerable. Yeah. (laughs) No. All right. Okay, well, we'll see you guys next time on It's News to Us. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. Yeah, we don't have our little thing. All right, bye-bye. How do I turn this off? There we go.